Hi, Mama. I was talking to an old friend this week and I was reminded about how difficult it used to be for me to make decisions. Or rather, that's what I believed about myself, that I was just so indecisive because that's what other people told me. As a kid, I got yelled at by the ice cream van man for taking too long to pick which ice cream I wanted. I can still picture his bright red face and shaking mullet. And as a teenager, I'd agonise for hours over which clothes to buy. To be fair, at five foot one, it wasn't easy to find much that actually fit. But my friend got so sick of sitting with me in fitting rooms for hours of her weekends that she suggested forming a Friends of Joe Society for those tasked with taking me shopping. But that one aspect of ourselves that it seems everyone else picks up on and uses to describe us is never the full picture of who we are. As I got older, I may have still struggled with what to have for lunch, but I had absolute conviction when it came to life-changing decisions like moving to the US for a temporary job, even when it meant leaving behind a good job with more days holiday than I knew what to do with. So why is it that we so easily dismiss or don't even recognise that other side of ourselves, that part of us that has the ability to make quick decisions rather than umming and ahhing in the I don't knows? Why do we choose to focus only on all the ways we struggle to make decisions and then tell ourselves over and over that we're just wired that way? That's what we're going to be exploring today and you're going to walk away from this episode with the one key question to ask yourself next time you're facing a decision that you are finding hard to make. Hi mama and welcome to Stay at Full Motherhood. Do you want to be present with your kids and light yourself up pursuing your passion without adding more to your plate? Are you tired of waiting for one day when to finally have time for you? Are you sick of making decisions dictated by your to-do list and still struggling to get it all done? I'm Jo, mum of three and life coach for stay-at-home mums and I spent seven years telling myself everything else had to get done first before I could start the blog I'd always wanted. I believe that there just wasn't enough time for me and that even if there was, I'd struggle to have the energy and focus to do it anyway. Until I found a way to stop being busy doing all the things and instead prioritise getting what matters done. And now I'm sharing what I've learned with you. So take a deep breath in, remind yourself you're worth the effort and breathe into your knowing that you are capable of everything you decide you want for yourself. Let's go. Okay, so firstly, let's talk about why you do have this impression of yourself as a terrible decision maker, when if you really delved into your brain, you'd find many, many examples of how you've quickly and easily made very powerful decisions in your life, and lots of lighter ones too. We do this because in those times when we really struggle to make a decision, we experience some sort of big emotion that then kept that story locked in our minds. No situation has any meaning until it's electrified by an emotion in our bodies. So the ice cream man telling me to hurry up and pick out an ice cream was really just words spoken. But the humiliation I felt at being told off in front of all the other kids for taking too long to decide, that then stayed stuck in my body because I certainly did not have the tools at that age to just shake it off. And that's what made the story stick with me for years. And then, from there on out, it dictated 
how I saw my ability to make decisions. So then all of those times you did make a decision quickly and easily, it probably felt light and natural and happened in a split second, and then you implemented the decision and all was well in the world. Yeah, that is not going to stick with you in the same way that public humiliation will. So I hope this helps you understand why you might be ignoring your excellent decision making ability and telling yourself that you're a poor decision maker despite the evidence that exists to the contrary. And so, knowing now that you being a terrible decision maker is not a fact that exists in the world, that you've made many decisions in the past, including big life-changing ones like um, deciding to have a baby, for example, and knowing that you'll continue to make decisions in the future, I want to share with you now the one question you can ask yourself when you find yourself stuck in the story that you just cannot make this decision you're facing, that you just don't know. And that question is, why do I want to make this decision? And when you answer that question, answer it not from a place of you in the here and now, wanting to stay safe and protected and comfortable, but from the place of you in your fullest potential, the you who believes in what you can get done when you make the decision to do it. So to use the baby example here, you believed that you could take care of a tiny human and raise that baby into adulthood without any actual evidence that you could. So again, ask why do you want to make this decision? I can tell you now that it's not because there is just this decision that exists out there in the world and you've had the misfortune of being tasked with making it. No, the decision has come from you. So let's take the example of the decision of whether or not to have a third baby, because this is something I've seen popping up in the mum Facebook groups a lot recently. And it's something that I went through nearly six years ago and I agonised for over six months before deciding, yes, let's go ahead and try for a third baby. So if you didn't have any desire to have another baby, this decision would not even be on your radar. It would not have entered your head for more than maybe a split second if someone directly asked you if you were going to go for a third. You certainly wouldn't spend time thinking about it or invest effort into writing a Facebook post asking for other people's opinions about it. And the responses in those groups are always helpful. There's feedback on the expense involved, on the logistics of fitting five people into a standard car or a hotel room, on new family dynamics. But they are all just that. Feedback and opinions based on other people's experiences that never will be your own experience. We are always just looking for validation of the decision we want to make. We want to get the green light from somewhere, anywhere to go ahead. And the need to seek out this validation and find it can feel awful. We're looking really desperately for that magic pill that will enable us to see that everything will be okay when we go ahead and do what we already know we want to do which is why we look everywhere for it. We're on the hunt and we might even turn to our pets for some sort of affirmation. One meow for yes, two meows for no. And that is why we get such relief when a decision is taken out of our hands. 
We love having things laid out for us very clearly and made easy because our brain's number one job is to keep us safe, to keep us surviving, whilst, and this is very important, conserving energy. So when your brain has very nicely laid out rules to follow, it's going to go about its day happily conserving energy and you feel that great relief that no difficult decision has to be made. So I'm going to take one of the examples that I struggle with that's particularly pertinent at this time of year and that is the decision of whether to send your kid to school or not when they're a bit under the weather. So if one of my girls has a fever, then as much as I don't want that for them, obviously, there is the relief that the decision of whether or not to send them to school is out of my hands. Kids do not go to school until 24 hours after the fever is gone. Your brain knows that this decision is now made for the next 24 hours. There's nothing to be done here. There's no energy to be expended. Phew. And there's nothing wrong with this. We don't have to fight this way of being at all. You can easily create this for yourself in different areas of your life in very simple ways. From, for example, pre-deciding what to have for dinner with a menu like Meatball Monday, Taco Tuesday, etc., to pre-deciding that you're just going to say yes to absolutely everything you're invited to do, like in that book, Yes Man. But if this is not for you, or you've done this and you're still struggling with a decision, just ask yourself again, why do I want to make this decision? And the answer will be that this is meant for you in some way. You know that there's something here for you, that this is not actually a decision on a yes or no to the thing, this is actually a decision on whether to trust yourself. Think about it, if you can't decide what show to watch on Netflix tonight, it's only because you're not trusting that the series you feel drawn to right there on the screen is the right one to watch, because of course there could be something better out there. But what if your goal here was not the ultimate viewing experience? What if everything doesn't have to be the best series or the optimal family size? What if other people's opinions and reviews and experiences just aren't important? What if this doesn't have to be about getting to that ultimate experience at all, but only ever about who you become on the journey along the way? This is not about getting to there. It's about being here right now, right where your feet are, and really experiencing that. And so it becomes clear that there is no right decision that will get you to that place, or that status, or that goal, or that particular feeling. There is only ever the decision that you feel pulled to make, and that you decide to make right in how you think about it, how you feel about it, and how you show up to it every single day. Okay, Mama, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'd love you to come and join my Facebook group, The Time Management, Prioritization and Focus Fix for Stay-at-Home Mums, where I'll be sharing tips and hacks for getting things done and stepping into the you you want to be. Okay, time for me to go dance in the kitchen to this week's song, which is Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. I hope you'll go play it and dance to it too. Till next Tuesday, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.